0: Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the fifth and final episode into the series called Deep Dive into the Life of a Social Media Entrepreneur Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm kicking off the second summer month with a deeper look into what goes on into the life of a social media entrepreneur, the work balance lifestyle, the mentality of someone working in social media, what happens during client content shoot days, and more. In this episode called, How I Started My Own Social Media Agency, I share the moment when the idea of working in the social media space crossed my mind, a fun fact of how I even started my online presence, tips on pursuing a career path in social media, And I end the podcast answering the submitted Q and A's that people were interested in learning more about the social media space. But before I get into the episode, let's do a life recap first. Anyone else just over the summer heat wave? About this time every year, I dread going into the heat of the summer months, pun intended, because I know that whatever temperature it is now, it'll only get hotter. For instance, today was the kind of hot where you step outdoors and it just feels like your skin is burning. I mean, you could practically crack an egg on the sidewalk and fry it right then and there. I underestimated just how hot it really was and decided to tan outdoors in Central Park and I thought my skin was on fire. I'm honestly shocked I lasted more than an hour. I'm also at the point in summer where I'm just craving anything ice-cold. Whether that's smoothies, ice drinks, vegan ice cream, cold watermelon, whatever it may be, I can't help but want something on me at all times. It's also about this time every month where I'm just simply counting down the days until fall. I mean, with summer just flying by, I feel like it'll be here in no time. And speaking of fall, we're inching closer and closer to the Chicago Marathon. If I'm not working, most times I'll find myself drifting off thinking about the marathon. My emotions will bounce around from nervousness to excitement to the thought of reuniting with my entire family in Chicago. There's a lot of buildup for what's going down in October, and when September hits, I feel like all of this will start to feel real. My physical therapy visits in Queens are decreasing by the week, which is a good thing considering my physical therapist has given me the go for all the long runs I've been running on weekends lately. Every time I commute from Manhattan to Queens and vice versa, I always sit by the window of the subway watching the Queensboro Bridge. I can't help but visualize what it'll feel like running that bridge into Manhattan for the New York City marathon next year. But I get chills every single time. It's one of the reasons why I secretly love going to physical therapy. Anyway, marathon talk aside, there's not too, too much to recap. Business has been doing extremely well these days. Another thing I want to note with this episode and how I feel pretty good with where my business is at currently, given the process of how I even got here. Every day, I am so grateful. I wake up grateful to do what I love doing every day, create, work with people I choose to work with, and have an amazing support system right by my side. My assistant is truly a lifesaver. She helps me with so much, from management to content creation and even a shoulder to lean on or talk things out to. You know, I never thought I'd even have to hire someone for my work, but here we are. I'm sure you're getting the pattern here. Never thinking I'd do this or that, but then taking a step back to realize that everything you thought you didn't need or didn't think would happen, happens. And now, on that note, let's get into the episode on how I started my social media agency. The moment I knew when I wanted to explore the creative side of social media was senior year of college. Classes in the J School, aka Journalism School, what we used to refer to it at UNC Chapel Hill, introduced me to the idea of what a life working in PR and marketing would look like. A lot of my fellow classmates were interested in public relations and already had internships working in PR for magazines, brands, and marketing agencies. It was in the moments when I was sitting in my public relations class when I could already visualize it then and there. I saw a glimpse of New York City in the background, wearing something that I felt confident and strong in, and more importantly, loving what I was doing for my career. And I promised myself that I'd make it there eventually. Some way, somehow, I'd find my start into the city life. Ever since I had a clear vision on what I wanted to pursue after college, I started looking at mainly social media positions for companies. Since this was my first job right after college, I knew I'd have to stick to entry-level positions and then work my way up. Initially, having a corporate job didn't scare me or intimidate me. In fact, it excited me. It was my quote, big girl job and the images that come to mind of corporate New York City girls were the ones from the movies. I know, I'm such a dreamer. I initially wanted to climb the corporate ladder, maybe make it to a creative director role in whatever company I landed. But I never thought I'd venture off and start my own agency. It didn't cross my mind. Especially living in New York City, where everything is expensive and paying rent every month makes you want to cry. Here's the thing about New York. Everyone here dreams of making it in New York City. And the more and more we try to pursue that one dream we can't let go of because it deems us the rite of passage of making it, the less we realize how costly that dream can be. It could lose us friendships, relationships, our self-worth, our confidence, all of these things that start to blur the lines between making it to just making it work. So my question here is, what does it really mean to make it in New York City? And to continue on from my experience working a corporate job, after experiencing not just one, but two toxic work environments, The idea of venturing off on my own started to form when something like that creeps into your mind you feel giddy it's a new thought to process and it feels like a possibility where you could create your own happiness in a job i was hesitant and caught between the idea of finding stability in my future and finding happiness for my career do i risk it all and do my own thing, risking a stable paycheck every two weeks just to put my happiness first? Or do I stick it out in this corporate lifestyle where I put on a happy face at work and then repeat the process every single day just to have a stable future? I went months and months praying on this, really asking God to show me a sign, an answer on what my next step was. It was after a month of another painful situation at work, I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I had the confidence to really see this through. Day by day, I grew certain of my determination to make this work. I'd always find a way to make it work. And before I continue further on that initial first step, quitting my job to pursue my own path, I want to share a fun fact on how I even started in this online space. Many of my current followers on Instagram actually remember me way back in early 2010 or between the years of 2011 to 2015 when I really took off as a fashion blogger. I started my fashion blog back in 2010, 12 years ago, and never thought it would launch the start of my social media career. In high school, I felt so boxed in, limited. I felt like I couldn't really be me and dress like me, amongst other things. And I needed a creative outlet. I loved to write. My first dream was to be an author. But I also loved fashion, which led me to start my own blog. An online platform where I could write about fashion. At first, I'd talk about trends. I'd keep a notebook with me in high school where I'd jot down trends and styles in the fashion space and even take notes on what fashionable people at my school were wearing. Which then led to me documenting my personal style on a digital camera. It was my own online diary and I loved every bit of it. I didn't care who saw it or who read it. I enjoyed reading it, and that's what mattered to me. Instagram was in its early stages in 2010, and the word influencer wasn't even a thing. All I knew was I had become consistent in sharing my fashion blog, which started to interest people in some way, and keeping up with it brought me joy. The thing about these sorts of things is that when you love something, it shows. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to shout it on the rooftops. It shows. It shows in your content. It shows in your face. It shows in your personality. And that's exactly what happened. My love for creating and storytelling in a digital space taught me so much about what social media really was. The desire to share anything, really. The desire to connect with others digitally. The desire to be entertained. The desire to be limitless in creativity. And that leads me to my next point. Want to know my first tip on pursuing a career path in social media? Experiment with everything. There is no guidebook, no handbook on how to start your own path in social media. Think of it as a pro rather than a con. Pro. You get to make the rules based off of observation and understanding. You get to experience things your own way and pave the way for yourself. Con, the lack of structure and guidance can delay your growth and also delay you from getting to where you want to be. However, I've learned from experience that everything I went through was because of trial and error. I tried lots of things, experimented with it, and learned from it. I made mistakes, many mistakes, along the way but I use those mistakes as lessons to get better at. Tip number two, do not be afraid to ask for help. Even as someone who has been called a social media expert or social media guru, I never refer to myself as that because I'm still constantly learning. I may have a lot of knowledge in the space, but that doesn't mean I know everything. I still ask others their opinions or how to do certain things because if you don't have the mindset of always itching to learn more, then you're going to find yourself stuck. Social media is constantly evolving and so should you. Tip number three, build your portfolio and start creating. This one sounds simple, but when someone reaches out asking how to start in the social media space, I ask them if they have any work to show. More often than not, the answer is no. And that's where I'll say, if you want someone to hire you for your photography and videography skills, you should have examples of your work that show your creativity and why they should hire you. Similar to resume when job searching, your work is your creative resume and without it, how does one know you're good at what you claim to do? And lastly, tip number four, connections are crucial. If I didn't spend a year networking like crazy here in New York City, I probably wouldn't have the connections I do now. With years of following up, making the time, going out of my way to meet with someone in person, all of that helped me get some of the clients I have now. That and word of mouth. Referrals are huge because if you're recommended by someone, you'll look like a golden ticket to a lot of new potential clients. They know what you're capable of. They know you're qualified. And now it's just a matter of figuring out if you're a good fit for them and also if they're a good fit for you. I wanted to spend the last few portions of this podcast to answer the Q&A questions that were submitted via Instagram where I asked on my Instagram stories if anyone had any questions on how I started my social media agency, any social media-related questions, etc. So I wanted to take the time to answer those in this episode. First question. When did you realize it was more of a passion than just a hobby? I realized it was more of a passion when I finished shooting my first content shoot for a client and I still to this day remember that post-shoot feeling. There was this fire inside of me that reminded me how happy this made me feel. Not just happy, but also confident that I had what it takes to bring a client's story to life. And that is just an incredible feeling. Knowing that you can help someone else through your creativity. Second question. Did you always envision yourself starting your own agency? No, I didn't. If anything, I wanted to have one or two clients and then do something else. I have no idea what exactly that was but it definitely wasn't an agency. Third question, do you have to have a big following to have a successful social media agency? The answer is not necessarily. It does help to have that because it gives you greater reach to attain new potential clients. But I'm a firm believer that a successful social media agency isn't created based off of one's following account, but by their talent and creativity. That is what is needed to help bring someone's story to life, not the follower count next to your Instagram name. Focus on your work and let that be louder than who is or isn't following you. Fourth question. If you didn't continue with this career path, what would you have done instead or wanted to do instead? I love this question because sometimes I'll find myself thinking about this. If I didn't continue this path of social media, I think I would have become an author. Writing gives me therapy, so it's nice to have that aspect in the social media space currently. An author or a coach. Probably a running coach. After coaching and training my sister for her half marathon, we ran together last spring, I realized I just enjoy training others with running. Fifth question. What advice would you tell your younger self five years ago for the path you're currently on? If I had to pick one, I'd say, don't let the praise you get on social media be your source of motivation. Don't focus on creating work to get compliments or likes or views. Remember that anything you create will always be a reflection of who you are. Sixth and final question, how do you find the balance of doing everything while also running your own company? I like that we're ending on this note because, man, I'm still trying to find that balance. Some weeks I feel like I've got it down pat, and other weeks I'm on the struggle bus. But I think that's what life really is, finding that balance, maintaining that balance, and then repeat. We as humans are constantly evolving and changing, and to think we move out the same routine day in and day out, who are we kidding? It's a learning curve, always. So to answer that question, I'm continuing to seek what works for me and what doesn't, and finding new solutions for it. It's tapping into the things that give you that therapy, whether it's listening to music, writing, or running. Keep doing more of it. Incorporate that into your lifestyle because those therapeutic outlets will be the reminders you need to find balance. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. That is a wrap on the deep dive into a social media entrepreneur series. I hope you enjoyed this season, stay tuned and keep listening to the next season where I cover another topic of discussion, Conflict Resolution Series. How does one react or respond in conflicts? And better yet, how can that conflict be resolved? This series will expand in a lot of scenarios with disagreement in professional settings to personal settings like friendships and relationships. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in!